Nourish your soul with your turquoise angel guide, Catherine and Loud, and her variety of guests on the Celestial Spoon, formerly Spiritual Destinations. As an author and speaker about mental illness, Catherine has first-hand experience with mental and physical interactions and how spirituality plays a part in overcoming struggles. She utilizes her skills as a psychic medium and spiritual advisor to guide others to feel invigorated and empowered to go forward in their own struggles. Listen to inspirational conversations relating to sometimes difficult emotional journeys towards self-awareness and spirituality. These journeys brought positive effects toward her guest's mental and physical health and will inspire you to take action and create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. You will get the feeling of knowing these people during these relaxing conversations and want to follow them. Now, here's your host, Catherine M. Loud. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode of The Celestial Spoon, and thank you for taking the time from your busy day to spend with us and learn about my guest. I hope you're enjoying the summer season. We had rain again today. It's been um, downpour, and then we have sunshine, and then another downpour. It's been really sporadic and crazy, so I hope it's not as bad where you live. Myself, I share my journey of healing and accomplishments after a suicide attempt in 2014. And this is to inspire others to make themselves realize that they come first and that they need to listen to their inner voice. If you're struggling with something, you need to reach out and get the guidance and the the support that you need. And that's why I share my journey so that I'm open and everybody feels comfortable listening and knowing that they can get the guidance that they need. And I also do psychic readings and spiritual guidance. So if you are interested in working with me, you can find information on my website, www.catherinemlab.com. We ask our spirit guides, loved ones, and angels to be present with us today during our time together and to guide us through a wonderful conversation and help us share our visions with the world. Today, I'm thrilled to be interviewing Denise Alexander Pyle about her book, The Power of One and How She Helps Others. Denise Alexander Pyle, after more than 40 years as a successful lawyer in Birmingham, Michigan, a suburb of Detroit, faced family demands that brought her back to Marion, Indiana. It was there, after limiting her, her legal practice to a minimum, that she elected to focus on her book that had long been incubating. During the two years when Denise taught Sunday school in the 1990s to 15-year-olds at a Reformed Jewish temple, her passion for Judeo-Christian ethics and living the Ten Commandments in a world gone array crystallized. It culminated in her book, The Power of One, in parentheses, a zero, a guide to living the Ten Commandments in modern times. The zero in parentheses is because she believes that even without the Ten Commandments, we have the golden rule to guide us 
and the underlying principle for all we do. Her promise is that if we peel back the layers and deeply understand the meaning of each of the Ten Commandments on multiple levels, we would truly recognize just how vital it is for us to adhere to them as our rules of the road for peaceful coexistence and survival on this planet, just as true today as it was in biblical times. Denise tries to incorporate these principles in her life. Community and public service is important to her. She has served as a planning commissioner for two different communities, a councilwoman, and on several nonprofit and professional boards. She has received the Circle of Hope Award for her service to families and victims of child abuse. This is amazing, Denise. I really look forward to learning more about it and how you break down the Ten Commandments. It's, um, I feel it's going to be a great impact to the world and that everybody seeks out more after they learn more about it. So, Denise, hello, and thank you for being here. Thank you, Catherine, for having me on your show. I'm honored to be here. Yes, I'm honored to have you. And you have really um, had a wide variety of um, experiences, legal, spiritual, um, community. That's wonderful. And a few husbands till I got it right. <laughs> well, I, I'm on my second, and next week is our 20-year anniversary. And um, I'm actually his third wife. The first two well, lasted 10 years each, and now I'm 20 years into it, so well, I'm the keeper. This is 25. I'm, gonna, I'm the keeper. He's my third. It'll be 25 years this October. So okay. one and two were both lawyers, so I think I had to get out of the legal profession <laughs> to find happiness. <laughs> so. That's so cute. <laughs> We've been together for 25 years. That's, I mean, no. it's, it's, it's wonderful, and it's hard these days. I mean, my practice was family law. I mean, I was mostly a divorce attorney. So I was helping people get through their, you know, their divorces, you know, at least trying to, as I said, um, you know, ending a relationship without selling their soul. And that was really the approach I took. It was really a lot of counseling. And now I'm trying to hopefully help our planet. Um, and the book, it's funny, everybody has trouble with the title, and I thought I was being so clever. To me, the book is the power of 10 with the zero in parentheses so that it's one or 10. And half, ah. the, people, half the people say power of one, half the people say power of 10. But I say power of 10, it's almost as if the parentheses are sort of invisible. But had I had to do it over again, I probably would do it differently. Okay. I guess I should have asked you that before I said it, but... <laughs> no, it's all right. You and everybody that. else. You're in good company. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> um, I didn't even give that thought because I thought that right away power of one was the power of God. Well, it's the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule. So the intent is to be... It's the power of ten and the power of one. It's meant to be both. So, 
So it's either or. Say that again? It's actually both. It's the power of ten and the power of one. That's why the zero Mm -hmm. is in parentheses. The title implies both. Okay. Except I'm the only one who gets it. No, I get it now, but I didn't, you know, but my mind is someplace else today. Um, uh, Share really fast. Uh, I've let people know that my mother is struggling with um, cancer and her treatment stopped working. So I was just on the phone with her for quite some time that she's worried about the next kind of treatment if it's going to give her bad side effects. So I'm a little bit jumbled tonight, but I think we're going to get through this having fun and help. And we're going to say, and right now we're going to just send love and light and prayers to her and to you. Thank you. And very interesting because I was shaking, uh, shuffling the deck of the Archangel Michael cards, and I pulled Eternal Love. And you said it right before I went to talk about the card. That's great. So I'm going to say that this card was pulled from my mother, and I'll pull another one for you. And what the prayer is, help me perceive all of the love that surrounds me so that I can feel safe receiving, expressing, and giving love. So I'm going to tell my mother about this card, but it does feed right into what you were saying about the Ten Commandments and our little conversation before we got on the call where we need to spread the love throughout the world and we need to light fires under people to make them um, pay attention to one another on a one-to-one level instead of a political level or anything else like that. And, well, if, you know, that's, and that's part whole, of my message. Well, that's Go the whole ahead. point of my book. The whole point of my book is if we all were lit up and for some people, my book's a tune-up. Other people, I'm hoping it's a wake-up. Then, you know, like magic, the lights will come on everywhere and we'll be able to come together and shine and shift the, you know, shift the planet. And I think it's really at the end of the day, um, we go from the first commandment, which really is about love when we talk about it, to the tenth commandment, which is really about living your life, finding your joy and your path, and um, being content. And so that's really what the Ten Commandments were designed to do, the rules for the road, how to, choose, how to choose to stay in the light and how to choose to be in a path of love as opposed to choosing darkness and despair. It's, we have that choice in us. That's right. I learned that the hard way, and that's why I tell people that it was my healing journey where some people will say, well, it was my journey of illness, but I've overcome that because I put it in my mind that I was healing, and I feel healed. So that's, that's why I share my message with the world, that know that if you put it in your mind, you can do it. Absolutely. But it's very interesting. Yes. So the next card that I picked is right in line again. God is in charge. <laughs> I mean, and that's the I second commandment. We're going God. right through the commandments. Have no other yep. gods before me. Isn't that something? 
So I'll read the prayer on this one. Dear God, please help me let go of this situation, giving it in faith and trust to your divine wisdom and infinite love in order to resolve and heal everything and everyone involved. And this is meant for the world. Let go and let God. Sure. Should I pull another card? Absolutely. Let's see what we come up with. This is very interesting. Okay. Romance angels are helping you. So how does this one fall into the Ten Commandments? What number would that be? Um, read the message and I'll, I'll know better because, you know, love is, it sounds to me like we're getting into the um, bi- the lower half of the tree or the bottom, the last five commandments. But I'd be curious to hear what the message is, the prayer with it. Okay. Dear guardian angels of my soulmate, thank you for preparing my soulmate and me for love, for giving us the motivation to make helpful life changes and for arranging for us to meet. Thank you for helping us recognize each other and have the courage to say hello so that we can eventually delve into a truly intimate relationship. Well, that's still in the top three because basically the first commandments are love of self, I mean love of God, love of self, love of each other. That's the real triumphant. So you just got, you did hit the top three with the three cards. Because everything is our relationship with one another. Absolutely. Because first you have to have a relationship with God. And that's really the first commandment. And recognize that we are all one with God and we are all luminous strands that are woven together in this beautiful tapestry that makes up the universe. And that each of us is unique, but each of us is as important as the next. And we have to love ourselves and recognize that in order to love other people or to have other people treat us the way we want to be treated. So it's really the first commandment is about love and respect and a relationship to self and each other. You know, having no other guys before me, you know, is now we go on and we start talking about, you know, our relationship with the material world, things that really don't matter. But your first three cards were really the trinity that's what the first that, commandment's all about. That is something else. That's what I tell people. You know, when I first started reading cards, my husband said, oh, you can make that mean anything. And every card that I pulled in the beginning was about healing. And now I don't pull heal, healing cards anymore because I don't need them. It's, it's You're, the amount they picked. I kept shuffling the deck, and that's the ones that chose to come out. The universe will, you know, and source and God and however you choose to um, describe it because, you know, it's, it's the energy of the feeling and, it, and our words are meant not to limit but to expand so that, you know, we can relate to one another. And, but I'm saying you bring into what's needed, you know, um, and that's always what will show up. You know, God gives you what you need to have. And if you ask and are open, you're going to receive. Yep, exactly. And like I said, I learned it the hard way 
but um, I feel that everything God gave me in a negative way, my bad health, mental, physical, and situations in my life, was all preparing me to do this podcast and to share well, with the world. Everything's the world. a journey. Everything's a journey. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to share with you something. There was a little, a famous Chinese proverb story that I love, and I'll try and do it real fast because it dovetails exactly to what you're saying. Um, it was an old Chinese farmer who farmed the land with his son, and they had a plow and a horse, and they worked very hard, and one day the horse got out. The neighbor comes by and sees the son pulling the plow. He said, what happened to your horse? And he said, the horse got, a, got away, the barn door was open, and the neighbor goes, um, what bad luck? And the old farmer goes, Good luck, bad luck, who knows? The next day, the horse comes back and brings all these wild horses and runs into the corral. The farmer and the son shut the door. Now they have all these horses. Next day, the farmer's neighbor comes by and says, where'd you get all these horses? Tells the story. The old farmer goes, uh, and the guy goes, oh, what good luck. And the old farmer says, good luck, bad luck, who knows? Now the next day, the young farmer's son is, trying to break one of the horses so they can use them, and he gets thrown and breaks his leg. Once again, the neighbor comes by, now sees the young boy with a broken leg, or young man, and he says to the farmer, what happened? The farmer explains how his son broke his leg, and he says, my, what bad luck. And the old farmer goes, good luck, bad luck, who knows? Well, the next day, a war breaks out in a neighboring canton, and the emperor comes and conscripts all the young men of health in the village except for the farmer's son because of his broken leg. The moral of the story is we never know whether it's good luck or bad luck. It's what we make of it and how circumstances come of it. That's beautiful. I love it. Thank you. That is wonderful. Now I have to just keep it in my mind so that I can <laughs> repeat it. Well, it's just, you, I think you could probably find it if you Googled it somewhere. It's just one of those stories. It's so true. We, you know, yeah. I try to always look at things. I find the pearl in everything. And that's really been my guiding example, that everything is a lesson. What's the pearl? What can I take out of it? Even when it doesn't seem like there isn't, I can usually find something good out of everything. Um, and that's really, and your lesson is, you healed. You were able to heal yourself, because and you right. needed to go through these experiences in order to heal others, because you were the you were you practiced on yourself. Yes, exactly. That is so true, and you know that's that's why I do the podcast because. I need to spread my story and let people know that, yes, it's possible. You can feel better. So I wanted to ask you, first of all, because you mentioned the tree of life. For the people that don't know what the tree of life is, can you give the basics of that? Well, um, absolutely. First of all, the tree of life comes from Kabbalah, which is an ancient Jewish wisdom that explains the eternal laws of how Spiritual energy moves through the cosmos. The tree of life itself, as depicted, which sort of looks like the ladder, and I have a diagram in my book, and, but it, it almost, imagine the chakras with a ladder, you know, 
around coming down the sides of it. Um, and it has 10 spear out or spheres plus a hidden central one. So there's secretly 11, just like there's 10 commandments in one, 11. And they represent the divine attributes of the world and its inhabitants. So as the structure progresses down from the heavens, which is what the highest sphere represents, it comes down through all the earth-laden realms. And actually in Jewish writing, the Torah and the Ten Commandments are also referred to as the Tree of Life. So I kind of saw the correlation between each of the attributes of the Tree of Life as they came down the tree and each of the commandments as you go through one through ten. They really do have a similar meaning, or at least, as you say, your husband said you pull the cards and all of a sudden you, you could draw a meaning. I really think that metaphysically there is a meaning because I see there how they correlate. And I don't think there's any accidents when you're talking about you know, the Ten Commandments and the Tree of Life. And I never knew that information about the Tree of Life. Thank you. Um, I, I just thought it re represented um, the beauty and the growth from Mother Earth into the, the you know, into the tree, and to me, it's always like a perfect-looking tree. Well, and actually, there is, for each, as you come down, um, with each word that you said, you actually, um, when I studied Kabbalah, we spent a month focused on the one attribute of that sphere, and that would become our word for the month, and we would see how it would manifest each month into our life. Um, and it really was powerful. And then there, when you get into the paths between them, there's 22 of those. Then there's a whole other layer of attributes. But it's the metaphysical structure. It is really quantum physics. It's how we translate, you know, the, you know, the spirit world into, you know, the physical world that we live in. Right. And like I said, I, I've... I've studied different things along the way, and finally now it's all making sense to me, where I had a little bit here, a little bit there, and as much as I've learned, it's like, wow, now it really does make sense. Um, well, and yeah. you had said sense. something before we actually started the interview about um, the difference and how... When you were young, you were looking into metaphysics, but there really wasn't much in the realm of metaphysical books. So you want to share something about your background, how you came to the subject and writing the book? Well, as you know, I grew up Jewish. I was raised, so I learned the Ten Commandments in Sunday school and Hebrew school like everybody else. But by the time I was 14... I really, um, I had a, an unusual encounter that I would consider extraterrestrial with a girlfriend of mine. And, but it got me thinking. At that time, it was, you know, Twilight Zone was on, and I started thinking about Rod Sterling and, and how his mind worked and started, you know, by the time I was 16, I was, you know, looking, seeking answers. But, you know, I'd ask questions, and they'd send me to the occult book stores, you know, or I belonged to the Occult Book of the Month Club, because there really wasn't 
um, anybody to direct me to the kind of metaphysical reading. I'm sure they were out there. I just didn't find them. Until I, by the time I started getting in college, I started connecting more, again, through astrologers. It was still more the spiritual, um, but not necessarily theosophy and some of the other um, studies that we find today that really talk about the structure of the universe. And, but I, I was always seeking. And then you had, in the 1980s, you had Shirley MacLaine right out, of a, out on a limb, and all kinds of things started coming in the, you know, available. I mean, I read Edgar Casey when I was younger and Ruth Montgomery, but now books were coming everywhere. But I still, you know, was a Jewish girl, although I, my second husband was Catholic, my current husband is Quaker, so I do get a lot of um, Judeo-Christian upbringing, but my own belief is really universal truth. I can go anywhere and I can... Um, be in a service, and I can find connection with source. You know, I'm not stuck in dogma. Cause I, and my book is about really, it's written, doesn't matter what religion, you'll find the Ten Commandments were written to be, they're the rules for the road. It doesn't matter how you believe they were gotten. So I taught Sunday school. I got off track. I taught Sunday school back in 1989, 1990 to high school kids. And we were... The subject matter was the Ten Commandments, but we debated them in terms of modern ethical questions, you know, the abortion question, legalization of drugs, all those things, how they might relate to the Ten Commandments, and it stuck with me. And from that point on, I saw the Ten Commandments and how it applied in everything. And finally, you know, um, in, two, in 2010, I sat down over four weekends. My husband was retired in Florida. I was still working in Michigan. And I channeled the book. I mean, it was like one long sermon. And eventually it took me till I retired so to go back and actually edit it and put it into a form that people could read and enjoy reading. You know, more, um, more fun to read so you didn't feel like God was lecturing you, but that you actually saw it in terms of a self-help book to awareness and joy. And when did it finally release? Um, it actually, this winter, um, it, they, the release date they say is February, but I hadn't even approved the copy till March, so I don't know how they, they, you know, they did it. But now, it came out, I self-published it with Balboa Press, and mm. because I didn't have the patience to try and beat the doors down to get a publishing house to publish it. I felt the message had to get out. And if it's meant to be picked up, it will be. If not, I will continue to self-publish and promote. Okay. But I thought Balboa Press was... I thought Balboa Press was a company that publishes for you. It's, yeah, you self-publish. They do it, but that's still self-publishing. You're paying to publish the book, and you do the marketing. But it's a division of Hay House, which is why I picked it. Um, but I didn't realize that it was, it's not exactly what I would do if I did it again. But you know what? It is, it is what it is. And the universe, uh -huh. if it's meant to be, I'm not going to worry about it. It'll, you know, I'll make it work. I'll find the pearl. And tomorrow my book is going to be um, among 12 books that the Spirited Women have chosen for their summer top 12 reading picks. 
So tomorrow I will get the notification, and they'll go on Amazon that it's a spirited woman, spirited women choice book. And thank you for sharing that because I'm also being honored in the spirited woman group. My so book we was have also chosen. Oh, so tomorrow yes. we'll be. So tomorrow we get listed together. How exciting! Yes, Congratulations. And to you, too. That's wonderful. So everybody, um, you know, I, I pre-record these shows. So today is August 14th. So tomorrow is when the Spirit of Women um, listing is going to be there. And every month they list 12 women in their, um, their books, and they advertise for us, basically. And right. Well, they, they don't do it every month. They do it only four times a year, or it's seasonally. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's right. Thank you for correcting me. But well, no, it's they, more. I, it's, there's fewer books that get honored each year than um, so. No. Right. So thank you for correcting me. But um, it's a wonderful honor to have been chosen. Chosen. Tell us, and, which, book you know, is, tell us which of your books is being honored because you've written more than one. Well, I've written in all the collaborative books, but I only have one that's mine, Journey of Angelic Healing, Stories to Feed Your Soul. And that has beautiful. a beautiful angel on the cover. I saw the picture so, of it. It's beautiful. Thank you. And I also won an award for it in June, the Indie Author Legacy Award for Health and Wellness. Fabulous. Beautiful, beautiful, um, beautiful. So congratulations to you, yes. So we'll, we'll have to share for each other and let everybody know that, you know, we're both being honored in the same place, and that is wonderful. And... Um, I wanted to continue the conversation about all of your connections and everything, how you've pulled everything together, and basically um, you modernize the concept. Absolutely, because basically each of the um, commandments really tells us how to make good choices in our life that, you know, that lead us to light, that lead us to love, that lead us to God. And you just have to look at them as an onion and see both literally and figuratively how the commandment applies in our day-to-day life. And it really, every, the answer to everything you want to know can be found in nature and in the Ten Commandments. It's, and, and I just, and that's the beauty of it. It's really very simple. I mean, it's, it's as, complicated as you want to make it, but it's as simple as you want to make it, too. I mean, there, I've had people tell me my book is so simple, and I've had people tell me my book is so complex, because it really is simple, but it, it applies on so many levels. If you want to look at them, you can see it multidimensionally. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. And um, I think that where you don't have as much consciousness to the metaphysical world of living and I think the deepness that we have, somebody might say, oh, okay, this is the simple part. But when you have the background like us, 
you tend to think about what you're reading, and that's where it becomes more complex. And I think the individual probably makes it elaborate for themselves. Absolutely, and that's what I said. Everybody who's read my book has, for how, wherever they're coming from, they have, so at least the feedback to me, they've loved it at whatever level they've read it at. And because that's, that's it, beautiful. And that was what, it, and it's funny, because the people who tell me it's complicated, I mean, they're very, they're very um, people who are very well learned in the subject. So they're seeing it the way that they know my, how, my, how my mind works, and they see it uh-huh. that way. But it's really, it, it wasn't meant to be. It's meant to be a book that sits on your nightstand that helps you stay, you know, um, focused and on your journey to being the best version of yourself that you can be in this lifetime. Because isn't that all what we try to be and to leave the world better than we found it and, you know, make our impact whatever little ripple we do in the fabric of the universe that it be a positive one. Yes. And, we leave it, and we leave it better than we found it. And in doing so, our soul takes with it an imprint that is beautiful. You know, the soul design because of what uh-huh. we did here. Yes, I like that thought. That sounds beautiful. I actually pulled another card. I was guided to the deck again. And it says, positive thoughts create positive results. Again, confirming what we're talking about. The way you look at things is the way they're going to turn out. If you're going to look at everything in the negative aspect, you're going to attract everything negative. And that's what my life was until that day in 2014. Now I look at everything as a positive, and it, it changed my life. And everybody sees the difference in me. My mother, when, when we're amongst other people, and, and she says, oh, yeah, she's written a book. And, oh, my God, she's such a different person. And, and it makes me feel good, you know. And because it's all about choosing life. Yes, exactly. Perfectly said. Thank you. And it's interesting, one of the questions that you provided me um, brings us back to the first three cards because the question is, is there a pattern or sequence that emerges as you go through the one commandment to the next? Definitely. Because we start with the exception acceptance and worship of the one, the source, and then we see our connection as part of the one and all, Then we, it leads us to our connection with each other and our need to honor who we all are, and from there we are taught not to get attached to things and choose things that bring us close to God as we complete life's journey. And then you go through, um, you know, as I have a whole thing. I can run through them with the words that go with them. But you go through, um, and if you'll allow me, it just kind of makes this beautiful pattern. You start out with, I am the Lord your God. And really, it's about love and respect of of source, self, each other. Have no other gods Mm -hmm. before me. It's really about, um, it's the divine wisdom. It's how we choose to stay in the light and not get stuck on this planet not worshiping things that don't feed our soul, whether it's, you know, 
celebrities or you know, the latest, greatest um, gadget that they want to sell us. They take us away from each other. They take us away from what we're really here to do, which is um, service and to live with gratitude. You know, when we misuse the name of God, which is the third commandment, it's really about not understanding that we are responsible for our life here on earth and that we make the peace. We don't divide and conquer in the name of God. We come together and we, and we make it the world better. And we choose to use God as a God of unity, not a God of division. Um, when you uh-huh. keep the Sabbath holy, it's really about, you know, God stopped and said, you know, gee, look what I created. It's beautiful. I'm kind of, I like that. Now I, and reflected. Well, we need to reflect on what we've done the week before. Did we do good? Did we use our time to create and do good things? So we reflect, but then we, we take time to shut off all the things that distract us from the answers within us, from going inside, from connecting with ourselves, from connecting with family, creating sacred time, sacred space. That's, you know, the Sabbath is really about, you know, reflection and renewal. And prayer, if you go um, to a house of worship, well, you go there because in prayer, you exponentially expand what you're putting out there because, you know, um, and so that's the advantage of the service aspect. But it's, it's really about meditation and, and sacred space. Honoring your father and mother, it's really about um, balance in everything, but it's about teaching as well as learning. We have to honor what our elders have taught us, respect what they've taught us, and we have to learn from them, both the positive and the negative, again, balance, and teach to the next generation. Because you have to have each generation learning and teaching the next one. And how better way to honor your mother and father than to be a good mother or father yourself? I mean, that's yes. the, the highest honor, is to be a good teacher, be a good parent. And right. you know, do not kill. You know, you know, it's about living, it's about being creative, it's about nurturing. You know, we don't, killing isn't just taking the life of somebody, it's taking their, it's killing their dreams, killing their thoughts, killing their spirit, because, you know, and it's respect for the things that nourish us, our food, things that die for us. It's, It's really looking at life and honoring the beauty that surrounds us and giving life to our own, you know, special gifts. You know, um, so it's, you know, every, every commandment that tells you to do something is in effect telling you not to do something as well. Um, do not commit adultery. It's about commitment and courage. You know, the courage to stand past your fear, to, to honor your promises to each other and to yourself, not to be afraid of failure, and so that you can create trust. I mean, our whole world would be better if we could create trust. And you have to do that within your relationships. You have to do that within your family. So, you know, that's really what, you know, um, you know not committing adultery. is creating a safe space where you can trust each other and honor promises. 
And, um, you know, not, do not steal well. I mean, we steal, there's so much theft in the world right now. Um, it's not just the physical theft. It's, it's the ability for people to support their family. It's, it's jobs. It's the hoarding. It's, you know, there's no, this commandment is really supposed to be about the scales of justice, fair exchange, charity. In Hebrew, the word tzaddik for justice and charity is the same root word. You know, it's about, it's about giving and taking in balance. And because when it's not in balance, then somebody is getting something without the true value being exchanged for it. And that applies to everything. When you steal somebody's idea and make it your own and don't give them credit. You know, it's, it's all of these things. And this, I think this particular commandment is probably one of the most out of balance in, of all of them because that's why there's such disparity in the planet between the haves and the have-nots because there's no real fair justice value between what's being exchanged. Um, do not bear false witness against your neighbor. I mean, this is all about just the foundation of everything is truth and integrity and, and being honest in everything you do with one another and not um, telling a lie about somebody, not hurting because you can, you can destroy them bias again words create we all know that whatever we put out in the universe be careful what you wish for be careful what you ask for because the minute you put intention to it you're going to create it we're all magicians and then (laughs) as you go down so it's about and then you know and basically when you get to the tenth commandment you know do not cover your neighbor's belongings i mean your kingdom on earth is your own at the end of the day, we're here to live our own life. And if you're worried about somebody else's life and what they're doing, that's their journey. You can't enjoy and take the time to create and love your own life. And contentment and joy is by finding the things that feed your soul, nourish your soul, make you happy, and concentrating on those. We all have our own special gifts. And your gift yep. is different than somebody else's gift. And at the end of the day, you know, if you do unto others as you would do unto yourself, with, by first loving yourself, recognizing that you are this beautiful temple, so in the first commandment, you really do have to treat yourself as you're, you know, as you're housing something special and be careful what you feed your soul and your body and try to take care of it. But everything is... Is, an, is honor and respect, uh, you know, as we treat ourselves, each other, the things that feed us, the animals that die for us, um, or the plants that, you know, are grown for us and the efforts, everything that goes into everything. We honor it, but we, and we respect it, but at the end of the day, find what feeds your soul, gives you joy, and that's what you concentrate your efforts on. In a loving, kind giving way. And the Ten Commandments yeah. all have how you choose the light versus the dark. Each commandment tells you, you know, if you're like with the Sabbath, if you're reflecting, renewing, going inside, meditating, you're going to get the answers you need. You, one day a week you set aside for answering the questions that you're too busy to ask yourself the rest of the week. 
But I mean, it's all these, they're all, you can spend, I try to spend not more than 10 pages on any one of them, but I give exercises for how, at the end of each chapter, what I call commitments to help you incorporate the theme of that commandment into your daily ritual so that you, you see how it applies. I like that. I'm waiting to receive your book in the mail so I could start reading it. I was hoping you had it already. Um, Jackie is sending it to you, correct? Yes, she should be, so I should get it in any time. I want to shift the conversation for a minute because I always like to share about the Women's Prosperity Network. And what they are is a network of women, and now they welcome men into the organization. But... um, It's not your regular networking group. It's a group of three sisters that got together and talk about the one, which is Nancy Matthews' book, um, talking about just as the Ten Commandments, you know, treat someone the way that you want to treat yourself, you can be the one for somebody or somebody could be the one for you. I love it. Isn't that beautiful? So oh, they have the station now, and they have a New York chapter. Well, they have like four chapters in New York now, and they're along the East Coast. They're based in Florida. There's some in California, and I'm not sure where else in the United States. And they're in Jamaica. Um, they're over in England someplace. So it's a a fast-growing community of women, and they help you in business. And I was thinking about before we got on our interview where you told me that you were creating a card deck. So they would help you learn how to market and connect with other people besides doing just podcasts. So anybody else that's interested in doing anything like that, um, it's just womensprosperitynetwork.com. And they have all kinds of stuff that they always have, um, monthly meetings. They have what they call Wow Wednesdays where you can call in and, and listen to something, a special topic of the week. And then they have the first Tuesday of every month. They have two times a day where you can call in and ask guidance for Um, whatever is happening in your business at the time. And they have an unconference, what they call it, which is a big three-day conference. And they bring in lots of speakers to help you grow your business and grow your brand. Super. um, That sounds wonderful. I will definitely – I saw it when I was reading about you, but I didn't have time to um, go on to the site further. Yeah, so definitely look into it. And they're, <coughs> excuse me, they're looking for people to start chapters throughout the world. So it may be something that you're interested in doing too down the road. One never knows. I never say never. Exactly. That's, you know, when I moved to North Carolina, I'm going to start a chapter down there. So what, are you moving great- soon? No, um, as soon as I could get my house cleared out a little more, I'm borderline hoarder, 
And I've actually, since March, cleared a lot of stuff out, thrown a lot of stuff away, donated, and whatever. So that's part I'm of that's one of my That's one of my exercises for the second commandment. It's you know when no, um, have no other gods before me. It's about giving away things that don't honor our soul or that we bought thinking they would feed us and that they don't. Um, and interesting, a friend of mine said now, in order for them to buy anything new, it means they have to get rid of five things that they have in the house. I've been told that by my husband, but it never worked because I learned that hoarding is an illness. So I'm working through it. And I'm looking at the end picture, thinking about feng shui, the more that the air flows clearly through your house, the more will come to you. And I'm learning that the more clear it is, I'm being fulfilled in so many different ways that it's amazing. I'm a bit of, I, can, I can't, be, I don't open my drawers, but I don't like a lot of clutter. I'm much more a minimalist. I like beautiful art on the wall, beautiful, you know, art things but not a lot of stuff. So I collect a lot of nice art, but it's not, I mean, but I don't have like 10 things on a wall. There's one thing. I like that open, artistic, right. clear, because I can look at a sense. I, you know, if I have a big picture window and can look outside at nature, what's, what's better than that? And that's so interesting because when I sit at my kitchen table or my dining room table, I look at all my plants that are in the house, and then I look out the back window, which is a, um, a full wall window and doors of glass. And I look at the pool, and I look at the gazebo, and the trees, and my tomato plants that are finally growing, you know. And I don't look at my stuff. I look past all my stuff, and I see the beauty outside. And that's really what it's about. And that's really, um, we're here, life is a gift. And there's so much beauty around us. And we're supposed to concentrate on it, you know, on the positive and the beauty. Because what truly is important is invisible to, is, it's invisible to the eye, but not the heart. Right. But I did learn that um, there is something that needs to be cleared in me to be able to release more stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. Got a tickle in my throat. So um, I, I know that I still have to do more clearing, but if you walked in my house in March, you would have turned around and walked out because there was not much walking space. Now you can walk through most of the rooms in my house, and I feel so good about it. Right. As you meditate, um, I, I just got the sense that the more you meditate, the more you're going to get rid of things. Right. I, I don't sit and meditate, but I love doing jigsaw puzzles, and I do them on my phone now. And I'll do a jigsaw puzzle a day, 400 pieces, and that's my meditation time because it's my relaxation and distraction from everything. And while I'm doing the puzzles, I'm actually downloading and getting my messages. Very interesting. That makes sense. 
The move. Mm-hmm. I see the move. The movement is the downloading. The movement okay. of the pieces is the is actually the numeric downloading. That is interesting. That is great. Wow. I've always done jigsaw puzzles, but because I didn't have room in the house now to do the actual um, physical puzzle, that when I found this, I said, this is wonderful because that's my dream, is to be able to just sit around the house, watch movies, do my jigsaw puzzles, go out and hang out by the pool, and... Now that I can do the jigsaw puzzles, I'm feeling so much more relaxed because I have the place to go, you know? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I yeah. I have my distraction, and like I said, I just, I do, my downloads happen at that time, and I say, oh, that's what they told me to do. Now I understand it. Makes <laughs> Very sense to uh-huh. Oh, oh, sorry, I hit a button the wrong way. Anyway, um, I was looking at your website, and I looked at your cover, and it's turquoise. Yes, it and is. I, I talk about turquoise. I'm your turquoise angel guide, and that's because my angels told me that turquoise is a representation for mental illness and stress and to help you focus. So I am known as the turquoise lady in my circles of friends because that's what I wear all the time. That's my brand. And my book cover is also turquoise, and it helps you focus. And I don't remember what it was. When I saw my therapist a couple weeks ago, she looked it up in the Bible, and turquoise was mentioned as something in the same realm as a supportive color. So um, I see that you have a couple, um, I don't know, shapes or designs on the cover. Can you explain what they are? Absolutely. It's actually... Um, the, I painted the artwork for my book because I couldn't find anything that um, depicted what I felt I wanted people to look at when they saw the cover, which was a wow. Ten Commandments in a spiritual interpretation, not a biblical interpretation. And the design is actually the tree of life itself divided into two with the top half which represents the top um, five commandments on the, looking at it on the left side, and the bottom five um, spheres of the tree of life, which are the lower realm, on the left wow. half, correlating with the five, the, you know, commandments six through ten. But I actually, in my artwork, very lightly on the left side, on the upper half, is a tree of David or a Merkaba, depending on, you know, if you're looking at it spiritually or religiously. And there's a cross that actually exists within the lower um, five uh, of the tree of life design. And so I'm saying it is the, it's the one and the all together, in not just in the commandments, but in the root religions. Because, you know, there, it's, 
spirituality is truth, and and we we're, it's all one. Yeah. And it doesn't matter which, whether you come from older New Testament, whether you come from Buddhism, whether you come from Islam, it's all based upon the same principles. And the basic truths of the Ten Commandments exist in every religion. They, because they are, they are true. And we just have yeah. to look at them for what they are and that they guide us to... To choose, you know, the, choose light over dark. Choose, always choose good over evil. Um, it was interesting. I saw something today. It was a Facebook post. It was an old Cherokee Indian proverb, and it was that there are two wolves that are fighting within us. The one wolf represents our ego, our jealousy, our anger, our selfishness, and the other wolf represents our love, our light, our humility, our compassion, our generosity, all, all the positive attributes. And the child asks the old Indian, which wolf wins? And the old Indian answered, the one we feed. Huh. Wow. Very interesting. So it's, again, we are all, you know, we're light beings encased in a material body and we're struggling with that the light versus the dark we are made up of light versus dark so how do we stay in our pure essence we follow the the principles that were given to us in the golden rule and the ten commandments it's that simple Yes, it is. It really is. And I never looked at it as the Ten Commandments of living our lives. And you really explained it beautifully. That is, I love it. And and I'll be anxious when you get the book. When you get the book, you're going to have to call me, email me, whatever, because I know you're going to see it on all these multi-dimensions. Yep, I'm sure of it. I I know. but I had a question, um, you know, you, you said uh, you talk a lot about being raised and you were Jewish and you learned the Ten Commandments and somehow your path turned to the metaphysical world. But I've had um, in the last six months two different coaches that are Jewish told me I should not talk about the woo-woo stuff and just talk about the mental illness and spread my word that way. So what is taught in the Jewish, Jewish religion about what I'm hearing as woo-woo? You know, it, I think that basically, um, and I'm, this is what I'm getting, um, I study Jewish you know, metaphysics. Um, on my, you know, that aspect. I, my rabbi used to call me the wandering Jew. Now I call myself a new way Jew because I actually, you know, I see the path of Jesus as being sort of the shortcut if you follow the principles of love and light as he espoused them. You know, that, and you're going to find the joy um, directly. I just don't think it's the only path. I think you can get there, you know, so that's where I divert from, you know, 
the fundamentalist Christians who say, unless you follow Jesus, you're not going to heaven. I don't, I'm too universal. I think we can all get there. It's how we live our life. It's the principles, not the person. Um, but as far as the woo-woo, I think there are, and I practiced law for 42 years, and I've always been a spiritual person, but I didn't, I only share that side of myself with a few people, you know, who, because, you know, it's not mainstream. I think what your Jewish friends were probably trying to tell you is that your message of healing and mental health is so powerful that they don't want you to lose the credibility from those who need it, who, when you start, you know, you can talk metaphysics, but I think they're afraid when you start getting too much into the psychic realm, people won't, will be turned off by your message. I don't think, to, I think less so today than 10 years ago. I see that there's more of a uh, marriage of the um, metaphysical, spiritual, and mental health world. I have a niece who's uh, doing healing work. She's a life coach in Aspen, and she's all woo-woo, and she's doing great work at dealing with people, ending toxic relationships with narcissists. And she, by the way, was named today in the Spirit Women uh, Top 12 Spiritual you know, teachers or, or people doing that's, healing work. Um, that's beautiful. So, I don't, so I'm saying, I think that what she, if I were to take a takeaway out of it, I would maybe have a message or a forum where you deal with your mental health work where you don't necessarily, in that forum, um, tout, the metaphysical so that you don't turn off those who need your work. I wouldn't stop it. I would just maybe have a separate place for it. Hmm. Compartmentalize See, a little bit. That's, that's where I get a bit conflicted because <clears throat> what brought me to my healing and this place was my spirituality and my beliefs. Then that's and, where you go. Then that's where you go. And that's why I felt lost when they told me, no, you can't do it that way. Well, without that, I don't have anything to help other people. Then you, then, then you do what you, your work is for. Those who need your work the way you do it are going to get your work. So, I mean, and, and clearly, um, I think they meant well, but they didn't see the essence of your work then. That makes sense. You know, I'm a, as I said, I, I describe myself as a new way Jew. So, you know, it's because I bring all three together. Um, you know, the new being new age, the way being the Christ consciousness, and the Jew, I'm still going to be a Jewish girl. You know, so, but it's, it's seeing how it fits together. But I probably, um, you know, I, it's how you, I do my work spiritually. I've always tried to, you know, it's all practice. I, you practice law, you practice, you know, healing work, you practice religion. We're all learning and we're all getting better as we go along. Yes. And that uh, brings me something to something um, my psychic abilities have really 
become strong in the last six months. And I was doing a reading for a friend, and I said to her, I think something's going on with Denny within the next three months with his heart. And I didn't want to say anything, but I said it anyway. Well, I saved his life because she decided to take him to the doctor and do a whole round of tests. She told the doctor why, but she wouldn't tell her husband why. Well, they found that he needed his aorta valve replaced. And three weeks ago, he had a, um, a catheterization, and he needed a stent in one of his, his vessels because it was 90% blocked. And then last week, he had the aorta uh, valve replacement, and he's doing so much better. And it was like I wanted to bite my tongue, but if I didn't say anything, then he would have ended up in the hospital and not knowing what's going on. So well, I helped this, this is the golden rule and the invisible spirit and the tree of life dot in action. As you do unto others, so do you do unto yourself. You need to share the message because it's derived from that hidden spirit, which is intuition. It's tapping into the universal oneness. And your gift is the fact that you're able to do that so you can share it with others. And that's, I feel, as I'm releasing my stuff that my abilities are getting stronger. That's, I think that's how it's helping. And I'd and love to help people that way. Well, you have to honor and do it. I think it's a gift. We have to honor our gifts and use them as God, Spirit, Source would have us use them. As long as it's for good. And if you save somebody's life, you can't get much better than that. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for confirming it for me. So we have gone over time, but I've really been enjoying talking with you. And Denise, um, can you share a little bit really quickly about the cards that you're creating? Um, they're called the Power of Ten Commitment Cards. There are two cards for each commandment and, one, and two cards for the Golden Rule. And, a, and my book, each of the commandments actually corresponds with each of the spirit. So, um, so that's where the 22 cards will come from. There, and basically, um, they will help you as you're going through. Like you pull a card for um, the Archangel Michael card, the card that you need to concentrate on as to which commandment and the message of that commandment will be, you know, the card you pick so that you can use that as a guiding post for that particular, you know, card pull or that particular day as a reading for yourself. And it sounds like a beautiful deck. Can't wait to see it. When well, do you think that will be ready? Um, as, as soon as I can light a fire under my butt and go have them printed and made. <laughs> because I'm going to okay. use my artwork for the back of it. I already... I already have them. I know what they are. I know what the mm -hmm. and they are going to be the book cover artwork as the back of the card. Um, so okay. it's just a matter of me taking them and having, finding out who prints these kind of cards and puts them in a box. And as soon as I get that done, they'll be ready. 
Okay, so let me know and I will share it with my listeners. I appreciate it. And they can find me at denisealexanderpyle.com. Yes. Um, I want to ask one more question. I'm online just one blank. But is there anything else that you want to share before we close out? Just basically, I hope people will read the book, that they will email me with their thoughts and comments, any reviews. Um, I'm on Amazon. I'm on Kindle Books. I'm at Balboa Press and on my website. And, my, and for your listeners, Pyle is spelled P-Y-L-E, like Gomer. So it's Denise Alexander Pyle. Thank you. And again, Denise, thank you so much for sharing all this information. I really did have a lot of fun. It, it um, helped, helped me get past my negative situation from the day. So thank you for that. My pleasure, and you, and it's, you know, it is a sharing. These interviews are about helping each other and learning from one another, and I appreciate the gift of your time. Yes, I love doing this. Again, thank you. Everyone listening, thank you so much for your time and listening to everything that Denise had to share, and it was really great information. I love your comments on my um, iTunes connection and um, if you go to my website and you could also email me and you know join the conversation and again my website is katherinemlab.com and you can receive a free report on my main page and that's receiving messages from beyond if you're interested in a psychic reading or any kind of spiritual guidance with me you can find that on my programs and readings page. And we can talk on the phone through Skype, do an email reading, or if you're in Central Suffolk County, New York, we could do a reading in person. Or just if you need something to talk about and really need to unload, you can give me a call. And again, you can find Denise at D-E-N-I-S-E-A-L-E-X a-N-D-E-R-P-Y-L-E dot com. This is Catherine Laub. Have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you for listening to our conversation. We hope that you found the discussion to be rewarding and inspirational and you take action to create a healthier and happier personal environment for yourself and those you interact with. If you like this episode of The Celestial Spoon, please listen again next time to learn more about how spirituality has guided others to advance their lives. We wish you the best on your personal journey.